to this week's episode of Fan Fatales. I'm Emma. And I'm Gabby. And this week we're going to be discussing Disney Channel original movies or DCOMs. That's right. Now the DCOMs that we're going to discuss today are The Cheetah Girls, Life is Rough, Rita and Weep, Descendants, Lemonade Mouth, Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior, Motocross, and Teen Beach Movie. Yes. And we're going to be talking all about like our opinions of these movies and movie musicals. Yes. So be warned. Spoilers ahead, peoples. You ready to get started? Of course. <laughs> awesome. So the first movie we're going to talk about is The Cheetah Girls, yes. which is a like childhood staple in my home. I watched The Cheetah Same. Girls all the time. I owned Cheetah Girls 2 on DVD. I also owned I also the owned Christmas Cheetah I also owned the second one, but not the first. Right? The second one was better anyway. Yeah. But <laughs> I also own the Cheetah Girls, uh, the Cheetah Girls Two CD and the Cheetah Girls Christmas CD. Wow! Which let me tell you, it was fire. Every time December came around, we would pop that in, and my mom and I would listen to it for hours on end. My poor mother, bless her soul. <laughs> my uh, my boss, um, Allie, she loves the Cheetah Girls. Literally yesterday, she was wearing cheetah print. I was talking mm-hmm. with her, and I had mentioned how I watched Cheetah Girls, and then she started singing Cinderella. Oh, heck yes. I was, like, I love her so much. Yeah. that Like, she was wearing, like, full cheetah print, which, of course, we'll get into the little fun fact that we have about the print the that they're print. wearing. Um, Damn it. But, yeah, she was wearing, like, full cheetah print, and I made a comment about how I had just watched Cheetah Girls that day. She started singing it. I love her. I love that for her. That's great. So uh, the plot synopsis of the Cheetah Girls is four teens are facing challenges of growing up as they sing and dance their way towards a recording deal. The girls soon meet a famous record producer who takes them from talent shows to recording studios. But when the feisty foursome learns that their big break comes with strings attached, the girls must stay true to themselves to achieve their dreams. Yes, and this movie came out in 2003 and was directed by Oz Scott. So the cast includes Raven Simone as Galleria Garibaldi, Adrian Bailon as Chanel, Keely Williams as Aqua, Sabrina Bryan as Dorinda, Lynn Whitfield as Dorothea Garibaldi, and Lorian Alter as Juanita Simmons, who was uh, Chanel's mom. Um, and fun facts about this movie is the song Cinderella is a cover of the song from a Swedish girl group play. And the Cheetah Girls are mostly seen yeah. wearing leopard print the entire film. Not Cheetah. Yeah, they are. Not Cheetah print. Which, let me tell you, like, knowing that fact and then watching the movie, I was like, yeah, that's definitely. Yeah, you watch it and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah they're right. <laughs> yeah. Because cheetah print is just spots. Leopard print is the... Yeah, it's the outline. Yeah. Yeah. And then, it's where it's, like, hollow in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And then in 2005, Disney Channel viewers named this the number one Disney Channel original movie. Which I agree with. Same. Kinda. Eh. I don't Up know. Up to a point. For 2005, 2005, sure. Yes. I'm thinking about some of the other ones on the list, and I'm like, I'd, I'd say that they're top more than. Yeah, probably. Um, so, Gabby, who's your favorite character? 
My favorite character has always been Chanel. I loved her. Plus, she wore pink. Yeah. I love pink. Yeah. Pink is my color. You see, I just I always love loved Raven's Moan, so... Actually, wait a second. I think Raven was pink. Chanel was purple. I'm kidding. Chanel was purple. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I. Raven Simone is great in this movie, uh, but I've I always love loved her. Chanel. I love Raven she Simone was... as like an actress, and I'm sad that we only did one decom that she was in. I know, but we wanted to. We wanted a variety. Yeah, we wanted I mean, a variety. We do have, although we do have two K. Panna Baker movies, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, um, what about, what's your favorite song? Cinderella. Cinderella. I do love Cinderella. But, you know, like, when we talked about her in our very first episode, actually, when we were talking about her. Yeah. You know, like, they, like, she isn't what they describe her to be like. No. She's not. So I'm kind of like, the song is kind of a, kind of misleading. Yeah. Although it's so good. It's so good, though. Yeah. In high school, me and some friends of mine, we were in an ASL class together. And we did, we signed Cinderella all together. And it was so cute because we were all dressed up in the colors of the Cheetah Girls. I yeah, love that. It's adorable. I Hold love on. that oh, gosh. so much. Remind me to show you a photo of it because I don't want to scroll through it right now because it'll take me like yeah. years to find it. And we'll but post it on you. our Instagram at Fan Yeah, for sure. Pod. Yeah. Um, but my favorite is Cheetah Sisters. Yeah. Oh, I love that song. I love that one, It's too. like the one song at the end that, like, brings them together. Yeah. We stick together. Together. We make up one big family, though we don't look the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's good. What's your favorite moment? I like... When they're doing the talent show audition, it's Cinderella. It's, yeah, I just like that. And then, and then Toto runs up on stage, and then it's so cute. Also, I love. This isn't one of my favorite moments, but like just re- being reminded of the fact that his name is Toto. I just love all right. the Wizard of Oz references in this. Right. Oh, so good. But mine is like we learn um, Dorinda's home life situation with her being a foster kid. Every single time, that breaks my heart. Same. Over like and over I, again. I forgot that part when I went to go rewatch this because I haven't seen this movie since it was on Disney Channel. Oh, dude! I just watched it like two months ago. <laughs> no, some of the other ones on this list are like yearly rewatches for me. I don't know why this one isn't. It should be. It is now. Add it to the list. It is, but like I. We'll, we'll get to the ones that are on my list of... Okay. Yeah. I watch them every year. Yeah. When Charlie... But yeah, that what? part breaks my heart. Yeah. Also, really quick, the part that totally, like, crushes me is when Toto falls in the manhole. <gasps> Same. Or in the, like, construction zone. It, like, rips my heart out and just, like, tears it to shreds. Same. It's... Oh, gosh. Even just thinking about it is making me tear up. I'm, like, so sad. Same. Um, so what's your least favorite moment? When they go to meet Jackal at the studio. First of all, what kind of a freaking name is Jackal? You know, that's like all of these like recorder guys in these decoms. Because like in Can't Start 2, it's Axel Turner. 
You mean Camp Rock 2? Yeah, Camp Rock 2. What did I say? <laughs> Camp Star? You know what? He's that the would owner be a of very Camp different Star. Movie. That would be. It works. But, so, I only know that his name is Axel Turner because I did a summer camp production of Camp Rock on stage, and mm-hmm. that combines, like, it takes the plot from the second one, but some of the songs from the first one, like This Is Me and yeah. like, the iconic ones, and kind of yeah. melts them together. And I was cast as Axel Turner in that. But we changed it to Alexis Turner. Uh, I'll find pictures and I'll post that on this Instagram because... Yeah. Bad costume. <laughs> Probably my least favorite costume I've ever worn. Fair. But yeah, I don't like it. Like, Jackal is, like, trying to change the group and turn them into, like, what does he want to call them? Like, worldwide or something like that? Yeah, like, world sensation, worldwide, something. Something like that. Yeah. But he wants them all to wear, like, different masks. animal masks. Yeah. I know, I was that's like, weird. What, what in the Mickey Mouse is this? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> what in the anthropomorphized animals is this? <laughs> you is see, weird. where is me? And we're going to get to this again in a little bit with um, Lemonade Mouth. Mm-hmm. But I hate it whenever, like, and this is more so a problem I have with Lemonade Mouth than this movie. But yeah. when the group Because it happens becomes, multiple times in It that happens movie. like five million times in that movie. And I, it annoys me. But I hate <laughs> it when the groups break up in these decoms just to come back together in like five to 30 minutes, depending on the situation it is. Yeah. Lemonade Mouth, it's like every five minutes they're breaking up and coming back together. Yeah. It's... <laughs> I will say, though, at least in the second Cheetah Girls movie, it's not that, like, the they're breaking up as a band. It's just they're all doing different things and Galleria just wants to go home. Yeah. So at least they're not, like, breaking up in the second one. I always thought they were going to, like, break up. And then I was like, oh, wait. No, they're not. It's just... I watched it recently and I was like, they don't actually want to go home. They're just, like, doing different things. Yeah. So, anyway, out of 10, what would you give this uh, DCOM overall? You know, I said an 8. I think an 8.5 out of 10. I gave it a 9. Solid 9. I think I think the the memories of this movie yeah. made me give it a 9, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And now, so. the next one was my first time ever watching this one. Really? I used to watch this was, one all the time. This one was on Disney Channel all the freaking time. Was legit. I, I woke up this morning around like 9, 30, 10 and turned it on. And was watching wow. it while I ate breakfast. I love this movie. Yeah. Two so, of the ones the that you movie? chose... Um, I had never seen before until this podcast. I'd never seen one of the ones you chose. Yeah. Okay. But this next one that we're talking about is Life is Rough. And that's rough spelled R-U-F-F like a dog because it's about dogs. And I love this movie. Same. So (laughs) the synopsis is Calvin Wheeler is a scheming 13-year-old boy with everything going for him except for an original issue of his precious comic book collection. When a prized show dog chases him down while skateboarding one day, his owner inadvertently convinces him to adopt and train a dog of his own. However, 
The only one available is an uncouth stray Labrador St. Bernard mix named Tycho from a local animal shelter, who proves to be more than anybody can handle. Yeah. This this movie came out in 2005. It was directed by Charles Hayde, and the cast includes Kyle Massey as Calvin Wheeler, Kay Panabaker as Emily Watson, Mitchell Musso as Raymond Figg, which I had no idea he even had a first name. I didn't either. They just call him Fig the whole movie. And I always just thought that was the name. And I was like, what kind of freaking name is Fig? But it's actually his last name. I had no idea that was his first name. Anyway, uh, Carter Jenkins as Preston Price, Mark Christopher Lawrence as Calvin's dad, and Judith Moreland as Calvin's mom. Yep. And our fun fact for this decom is that the plot of Life is Rough is similar to Oliver and Company. In both beginnings, the baby animals, puppies in Life is Rough, kittens in Oliver and Company, are in a box for free. All of the baby animals are picked, but the main animal protagonist, Tycho in the case of Life is Rough, or Oliver in the case of Oliver and Company, runs away to become a stray. Later, the main animal protagonist is adopted. In Life is Rough, it's Calvin. In Oliver and Company, it's Jenny. But a rich person temporarily takes them away. At the end, the owners and pets are reunited. Yeah. Yeah. So, who's your favorite character? I'm, like, dying to know. I love this movie so much. I love <laughs> Emily so much. I like Emily. She's not my favorite. I, I can see that. You see, she just reminds me of her friend, um, Kay Panabaker's friend in another decom on our list. A yeah. Lot. I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. She does remind me of that. But my favorite character is Fig. I freaking love baby Mitchell Musso. He is adorable. I know. I was like, wow. They had two Hannah Montana actors in this. I know. Pre Hannah Montana. Yeah. Two, right? No. The, like, the guy who owns the dog. Wasn't he also in Hannah Montana? No. No? No. I could have sworn he looked familiar. Hold on. No, he's not in Hannah Montana. Anyway, um, yes, baby, baby Mitchell Musso is yes. freaking adorable. He's so stinking cute. But I love Fig because, okay, he's, like, so stinking loyal to Calvin. I know. And, like, Calvin was a jerk to him. I know. But then, right, like, he has that conversation with Emily where she asks him, like, why are you still friends with him? And, like, he tells her that, you know, like, even though he's a jerk, he's, like, he's like a softy underneath but like fig is just so loyal and he just is such a good friend and i just i love him he's adorable he is um so what's your favorite moment at the end when they're at the animal shelter and they're all the doggies are getting adopted i was like sitting there crying i was like this is so cute i can't handle it and then when Mitchell Musso picks up the chihuahua and he's like, oh, he's probably only five and a half pounds. I'm taking him. And I was like, oh, my gosh, he's so cute. And then he just started doing all the tricks and I just couldn't I handle it. You see, mine is like when the basketball team comes back and like helps groom Tycho for the dog competition. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is also a good one. I love really, that moment. Really quick. Okay. Like, I feel like most of the student body in that movie is, like, believable as, like, junior high. Yeah. Except for the basketball team. No, like, they, they look like they're in, like, like college. Yeah. Like, they look like they're in their 20s. And everybody else looks like they're probably, like, 13 to 15. 
but they're like they're like in college was this supposed to be junior high or high no it's junior high okay so like they're like full-grown men it's so weird like they would definitely be eighth graders you're not in eighth grade dude they look like seniors in high school (laughs) i know but i'm yeah i figured i was like okay well maybe it's like the high school and the middle school like share a basketball team maybe 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 it's like one of those deals where like the but it's like in the crowd it's only middle school students like it's like i was like what the heck yeah this makes no sense i don't know it was really weird yeah what's your Um, least favorite moment just like the whole beginning when Calvin is an absolute jerk to Oh everybody. my gosh, same. Same. He's such a jerk. Yeah. And him be- Let- oh. Including oh, his ahead. parents. Like, damn. I didn't think his parents were that bad. I thought he was a jerk to his parents. No, that's what I'm saying was oh, a yeah. jerk to his parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but like, him like getting his mom to sign to- um adoption papers i know and she's like a nurse and so she looks exhausted i know i felt so bad for her yeah same i also felt like really bad for baby taiko when the movie started (gasps) same i was like oh my gosh this is so sad and then he ran out into the rain and i was like oh my gosh no baby come back yeah um also, I wrote in my notes, I feel like Gotham Man is, like, an absolute rip-off Oh, of it's Batman. definitely a rip-off of Batman. I like, saw that in your notes, and I was like, no, it definitely is. Yeah. He is, okay, yeah. It's definitely a rip-off of Batman. I think it'd be funny if Gotham Man lived in Bat City. Yeah, we don't find out where th- Gotham Man is from. I think it's Bat City. I think that's funny. I think so, too. Also, you know what else made me, like, laugh out loud? Like, actually laugh out loud? What? When, um, when Tycho takes, like, a poop for the first time and Calvin goes to grab the giant trash bag. I know. I start. I was, like, crying. I was laughing so hard. Yeah. <laughs> I just, like, I couldn't hold it. I was, like, dying laughing. I was, like, this is comedy. I love that. Yeah. This, this right here is this right comedy. here. Nothing will get better than this. I was like, poop jokes. Yeah. We've made it, folks. Yeah. Uh, it was very funny. It was. Yeah, and then I, I also when we were, when it got to the dog show, that was very difficult for me to get there. But when I got when we were watching the dog show, I like noticed a lot of things that were like kind of weird. And like me and my family, every year we always watch the Purina One dog show on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Because I love seeing the dogs and I always pick a dog at the beginning and like root for them. And like two years ago, my dog won and I won like five whole dollars. It was great. Yay. But like, I realized I was like, okay, first of all, they would never let Tycho compete against, what's the other dog's name? The, the, the prestigious dog? Fifi, Fifo, Jacques. something. Jacques. Jacques. Just like something weird. Jacques something. But they would never let, like, Jacques and Tycho compete against each other because Jacques is like a, he's like a, what are they called? Like, he's like a Boston Terrier. And Tycho's like a lab. Yeah. 
like golden retriever like they're two very different sizes they wouldn't even be in the same like size category yeah they wouldn't be allowed to compete against each other like that in that first in like the obstacle course yeah so i was like okay first of all that's weird and then the second thing was when Tycho like totally destroyed the obstacle course. Okay, how I was Tycho... like, how are you still eligible? Yeah, I was like, how are they not disqualified? You would absolutely be disqualified for that. You would be. 100%. So yeah, those are my two little gripes with the little dog Same. show thing. Plus, plus in dog shows, they don't actually like do that kind of stuff unless you're looking at like specific types of dog shows and like the purina dog show they don't do that they just like make them walk and they judge them on like coat and like fur color and like shape and like things like that like the way they walk i don't know i don't know how you'd be able to judge the dogs i'd be like it's so cute 10 next one adorable 10 and then you get like one of those ugly looking dogs and you're like nine (laughs) So, what do you give this decom overall score out of 10? I would give it a 7 out of 10. It's definitely not one of my favorites, but Honestly, it definitely same. has, like, a special place in my heart. Same. Yeah. Do you want to introduce the next one? Yes. I love this <laughs> next one. This is one this of my, one like... Emma's pick. One of my picks, yes. This is one of my yearly rewatch decoms. I have never seen this decom before. Ah. Oh. This decom is Read It and Weep, and the plot synopsis of it is when Jamie Bartlett is in a rush to send in her homework, she accidentally emails her her teacher her journal, which is actually a wish fulfillment book about her alter ego, the amazing Isabella, or is. The book wins a writing contest, earning Jamie fame and seemingly bringing is to life to advise her creator and help her out. But wait, Jamie manages to reveal that the book is, in fact, not a work of fiction, but everyone is based off of people she knows, leading to everyone at the school scorning her while Iz reveals a suddenly darker side. Can Jamie set things right? Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum. <laughs> so this movie came out in 2006, and it was directed by Paul Hohen. And the cast includes Kay Panabaker as Jamie Bartlett, Daniela, Danielle Panabaker as Iz, Alexander, Alexandra Krosny as Harmony, sure. Marquise C. Brown as Lindsay, Allison Scagliotti as Sawyer, Jason Dolly as Connor, and Chad Broski as Marco. They really screwed you over on those names with this one. I know. <laughs> they really said, let's give them a hard time with these names. Also, are Danielle and Kate sisters related? Yes. I looked it up. They're sisters. Danielle is three years older than Kay is. I kind of love that. Yeah. Which you would never know in the movie because Kay, no. Kay looks like she's like five years younger than Danielle is. Yeah. Kay looks so young in both movies. Yeah. So I figured that, like, in Read It and Weep, Kay was probably, like, 15. Okay. Which would make Danielle 18. Mm, yeah. Which kind of kind of works, because sometimes people still look a little young at 15. 
so she looks I, like a I baby. Figured, I figured she was probably like 15 and Danielle was probably 18, which is probably how that made it, the difference so big. Yeah. Yeah. So Also, baby Jason Dolly, freaking adorable. I know, right? We'll, so we'll get cute. to him. We'll get, we'll, we'll get to him. Okay. Um, so the fun fact about this movie is that it was based on a book, How My Private Personal Journal Became a Bestseller, and Julia DeVillers, the author of the book from which the movie was made, has a cameo in a pizza parlor scene. Which one? I don't know, because there's like 50 million of them. There's a hundred of them. Because, but... um, because Jamie's dad owns a pizza parlor. Yup. <laughs> But, yeah. You never know. So, who's your favorite character? Connor! 100% Connor is Connor. the best. He is so stinking cute. Okay, when he's, like, talking to his brother and, like, trying to get him to take yes. them to the dance. Like, that's so cute. And him doing all of his brother's chores. All the chores. When he's doing the laundry and he's, like, holding the underwear out with tongs to yes. put it into the dryer. And, like, doing the chores to get a ride to the dance. But he hasn't even officially asked Jamie to go to the dance with him. Ow, I just kicked something. Sorry. <laughs> and then, yeah. like, oh, he's so sweet. I know this is my favorite moment. But, like, him being the only one there for her when everyone turns their backs on her after right? the news comes out. Right? Okay, also, when she was like, oh, I recognize your writing anywhere. As soon as she said that, I was like... I was like, oh, Connor wrote that poem. Yeah. Connor wrote that poem about Jamie 100%. Yeah. 100%. I knew it. As soon as she said that, I was like, oh. And he's going to say that he hired Connor to do it. And then he said that. And I was like, boom. <laughs> Give me money. <laughs> Give me money for this decom that came money. out in like 2005. Disney? Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, it was, it was really sweet. I love him. Connor's just a sweetie. I mean, we just did two of them in like one thing. But like, yeah. So that was our uh, favorite character and favorite Well, my moment. favorite moment is very, like, in-depth. Okay, go ahead. Connor writing the editor's note that was pro-Jamie Bartlett when everyone else was against her, uh, um, as well as him being the only one that doesn't unfriend her on direct messaging. Like, I love her best friends so much. But they even unfriend her. I didn't really like her friends that much. I thought they were kind of annoying. I find... Them both annoying, but I still like them as the trio friend group. In I a think decom. they're fine as a group. I just I didn't separate. They're not that interesting. I didn't really like them. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but like telling her that he didn't hate her, but hated what she had become, and her agreeing with him, and then him deciding to write three cheers for Jamie. <laughs> My heart. I love him. So cute. So what's your least favorite moment? Um, when, okay, when they're in Jamie's room and Iz is, like, pressuring her to keep doing, like, things and, like, and then it makes Jamie go tell her brother to give up music and she's just, like, turns into a total. Same. I wrote, I wrote, she turns into a total beach in the. I I see. Yeah. I see that. I yeah. I just it like broke my heart when she told her brother to like stop playing music. I was like, "No." And then so seeing good. it in the garbage can. 
I know. It made I me so happy when he so played much. at the prom, same. At, the, at the dance, though. Yeah, same. Which brings up a point that I had. What school actually had live band at bands at dances? Not mine. Never, none. And I talked to some of our friends who went to school during that time and, like, were graduating and, like, had proms and stuff. And they were like, yeah, no, we didn't have that. Come on, DCOMs. I think that was just a very popular, like, high school movie trope, though. Yeah. And I've like, heard... it, it, even if you look at, like, Back to the Future. Yeah. There's a band, a live band at that. It happens in, like, almost every movie that takes place during a prom. Like, okay. Or Homecoming. Yeah, or Homecoming. The only time, like, where I think it's accurate is, like, in 80s movies. That's where it comes from, is from 80s movies. Yeah. But, anyway. But, yeah. My least favorite moment is when the popular, like, when Jamie first sits with the popular girls, and she's like, well, we didn't want to end up on the cover of Starlet, did we? No, so we ran to the bathroom. (laughs) I wanted to slap her. Oh, dude, me too. I like the mean girls in this one. No, me neither. Yeah, like, they're all right. Like, they do have some valid complaints with Jamie because she makes her the evil witch Myrna. I mean, she kind of deserved it. She does. But yeah. but yeah. I said in my notes, I wrote that Jamie's brother's song and he is really good. Yes. And he sings so good. And then my comment was very 2000s. Yes. It felt like a mashup between like Green Day and like. Yeah. It just felt really Green Day. Yeah. He sounded like like uh, Billy Joel Armstrong. I definitely agree. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) So, what do you give this decom overall out of 10? An 8 out of 10. I gave it a 7. Okay. It's, I think it's just okay. Okay. I think, like, (laughs) it's just, like, me with, or you with Life is Rough and, like, Yeah. And another one on our list. Oh, yeah. That, that like, I love that movie. It was such, like, a big part of my childhood. Like, every time I turned on Disney Channel, I feel like it was on, mm-hmm. weirdly enough. So I watched it so much. I think they played different movies based off of which coast you were on. Because I remember there was Disney Channel East and Disney Channel West. Yeah. And sometimes you could get both. If you went to, like, a friend who had, like, fancy cable TV, you could get both. But I that, only got that Disney would be Channel me West. with um my when my grandparents used to live in North Carolina and whatever cable company they had had both East and West. Yeah, and I remember like I'd watched West while I was there, just because you know, it was like Lilo and Stitch and like yeah. other stuff like that. I remember. Whereas I, I feel like the East or yeah the East Coast one was more like Sweet Life. And Hannah Montana, and just, like, just the new stuff, not, like, any reruns, really. Yeah. I feel like we got, we had a lot of new stuff, too. We had all those, but I think the movies are different, because, like, I feel like every time I turned on the TV, either Life is Rough was on, or there was another one that was, like, on all the freaking time. Yeah, ours was Minutemen, for sure. That one was a big one. 
another Jason Dolly movie. I know. You just love Jason yeah. Dolly. Oh, ours was Life is Rough and Johnny Coppola back on board. Never even heard of that one. It's the sequel to Johnny Tsunami. Oh, okay. I'm trying yeah. to think what... Oh, Lizzie McGuire was on a lot. Okay. That movie? Lizzie McGuire. The Not Liz- the movie. I like the movie. I didn't like the show. No, the movie was on all the time. It was like... The movie is good. It was either that, Read It and Weep, or Minutemen. Or Sky yeah, High, but that one's technically not a decom. Sky High was on all the time here, too. They just really wanted to push that movie on us. I love Sky High, though. Yeah, Sky High was good. Every now and then, like, the Wizards of Waverly Place movie would be oh, on. Oh, that one was on a lot. Same with the Sweet Life movie. We didn't have the Sweet Life movie as much. No, I feel like I've seen the Sweet Life movie way too many times. <laughs> Teen Beach movie used to be on a lot, too. It was The Descendants, and now Zombies here. I don't even watch Disney Channel anymore. I don't have, I have a younger sister. Who watches Disney Channel. I have yeah. a younger sister who's, like, just, well, like, two or three years ago when I was leaving for college was just getting out of Disney Channel. Yeah. So. And plus I babysit kids. Yeah. Who love zombies and sense. zombies, too. I don't get it. I don't either. And I've seen them multiple times. So anyway. You know which ones that are new oh. that I do get? What? Yes, the new one? Or the, the new Our like, next one? Our next one. I do get those. I, I love, love those movies. I love They're good. One. Yes. I love it so much. And I do want to do like a little like in memoriam to um, Cameron Boyce real quick. Of course. Yeah. Very sad. That, that hurt me. Yeah. He's our age. Or he would be our age. Yeah. And he was dating his um, on state or on screen co star in this move or in the Descendants franchise, the actress who plays Jane. Really? Yeah, they were actually dating in real life. I didn't know that. That's why they got together in the second one. I had no idea. <laughs> so, yeah. So, the movie we're talking about is Descendants, for those of you who don't know. Yeah. Who are like, what, what are they talking about? Yeah, we're talking yeah. about Descendants. So the synopsis is, soon-to-be King Ben, son of Beauty and the Beast, lives in Oridon, a place where the fairy tale heroes live. He decides to allow four villain kids from the Isle of the Lost, a rundown place where fairy tale villains were banished, to come to Oridon. They are Mal, daughter of Maleficent, Carlos, son of Cruella de Vil, Jay, son of Jafar, and Evie, daughter of the Evil Queen. Their parents want, to ste- want them to steal the fairy godmother's wand so they can break the Isle's barrier, but... Will they succeed? I wonder. And this movie came out in 2015 and was directed by the god of DCOMs, Kenny Ortega. Yes, Yes, Kenny Ortega, the god of I'm very surprised we didn't do more Kenny Ortega. Because they're a part of the, like, it's a part of the sequels and trilogies episode. Really, we should have put this one in the sequels and trilogies episode, but we wanted to talk about a newer one that wasn't zombies because we both don't like zombies. And that one has, like, so many sequels and trilogies. Also, we get to yeah. talk about Kenny Ortega next week as well. Yeah, we do get to talk about Kenny Ortega next With week. Hocus Pocus. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm excited. But um, the cast includes Dove Cameron as Mal, Cameron Boyce as Carlos, Bobo Stewart as Jay, Sophia Carson as Evie, Mitchell Hope as Ben, Melanie Paxson as Fairy Godmother, Brianna Namiko? 
I think so, yeah. As Jane, Sarah Jeffrey as Audrey, and Kristen Chenoweth as Maleficent. Yes. Queen Kristen Chenoweth. Ah, uh, I love her. Love her. Miss Miss Glinda herself. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was just about to be like, ah, uh, Glinda. Because <laughs> right? of Wicked. So for those of you who don't know, today is like two days after Wicked reopened. Oh, I know. I saw it and I started crying. Did you see her opening speech? No. Kristen Chenoweth did the opening speech for the reopening of Wicked. I didn't hear that. I did see, however, that on Hamilton, Lin-Manuel Miranda showed up. And then the director of The Lion King came out and did the opening. Yeah, and then they sang the song and everybody started screaming. I saw that one. Yeah, I I watched the Circle of Life live stream that they did. And Kristen Chenoweth was in the audience, so she, like, did the speech at Wicked and then, like, ran over to Lion King. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Is what I'm assuming happened because she's wearing the same outfit in both Oh, my gosh. I love her. I love that. But um, so some fun facts of um, Descendants. I almost said once upon a time because I was reading our last fact. So, <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> is during the scenes in which Ben eats one of Mal's cookies, he actually had to take an actual bite out of the cookies. At the end of the day, he ate 10 cookies. Mm-hmm. I'd never want to eat cookies again if I had to eat 10 cookies Same. in one day. I think I would explode. Same. And I'll let you do yeah. the next fact so that I could do So the, the next one. fact is that Descendants, the Descendants movies actually are based on a series of books. And the prequel film to, or sorry, the prequel to the film is the book The Isle of the Lost. So this is actually the second book in the series. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the last fact is, for those of you who have seen the ABC TV show, Once Upon a Time, you may recognize a character or an actress from this movie. Keegan Connor Tracy, who plays Belle in Descendants, is known for playing the um, Blue Fairy and Mother Superior in Once Upon a Time. For a second, I I thought you were going to say she's known for playing the Berry, and I was like, me too. I almost did. I think it's because I'm on berries and cream TikTok. <laughs> Me too. Really? It's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but I I like her better as the Blue Fairy in Mother Superior in Once Upon a Time than this. Honestly, I don't really like Belle. I don't either. In this movie. She's not Belle enough for me. I, Belle is no, my favorite fr- princess. She's not Belle enough for me. No, she's not. So, who's your favorite character? Um, Evie. I love her journey from her, like, going to being, like, you have to be a pretty face and marry a prince and all that stuff to her learning that she can be smart and right. doesn't have to cheat her way through. I feel like that's such a good, that like, journey, inspiration ugh. for girls. Yeah. Just, like, another character on our decom list later on. Yeah. I do love Evie. I think she's fantastic. Oh. However, I freaking I love, love Carlos. I do too. I love his arc because, like, he starts off being like afraid of the little school mascot dog, and then they become best friends, and he carries him everywhere. Yeah. And he makes him, and like Evie makes him a little like shirt for the I dog know. that matches Carlos's jacket, and it's so cute. Though I hate the dog in like every subsequent film because they make him a talking dog, and it's just like why? 
no no they ruined that i know i don't like that they did that they ruined that um but i feel like evie and carlos's journey were the best absolutely i think jay is a very flat character jay is pretty flat jay is pretty boring and like mal is just like every other decom girl they're the only ones that are actually kind of interesting yeah although her song what's that song if only that song's good i you don't like it so i don't like and i'm surprised i didn't do the this least favorite moment i was like why are we getting flashbacks of moments that happened like 30 minutes ago okay i don't like that but i like the song the song is good i like this song it's pretty but i don't like how they do it in the movie (laughs) i think the scene is stupid but i like the song (laughs) I think I think it's so stupid that he jumps in the water and magically it goes away. Like it's like what the hell? And they bring that water back in the third one. <laughs> I haven't Here's seen a- the third one. I've only seen the second one. And in okay. the second one, the music is so freaking good. Or it might be in the third one actually. But I do like the music from the second one. I like the music in the second one. I like the third one for the most part. Um, I was I won't talk about my glaring plot hole that I see with the third one. We'll talk about that when we talk about our trilogies and sequels yes. episodes. So I do have a plot hole in this one. Okay. I like, really quick, my favorite song out of all of the Descendants movies is the one when they're doing the, it's the crowd for the one. Da, 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 da. <gasps> yes. I love that song. It's so good. Kenny Ortega. Yes. Amazing. Good think. job. Hold on. I'm trying to think of the songs in Descendants 3 real quick to see if any of those are my favorites before I like say I but, also, yeah. I also love um, in Descendants two that this is my squad. No, that's the that's the other one. That's in three. No, no, it's, that's in um, two. That is that is okay. That's what I thought. I only saw Descendants two once, so it it's kind of vague in my mind. But it's the yeah. this is my squad. This is my crew. This is my turf. Oh my gosh! Look, guys, guys we got bigger fish, fish, fish to fry. Yeah. Put your differences um, aside, cause right now we're on the same side. And the why? Why is like one of my favorite moments literally a reprise to Did I mention? It's in the third one. Did I mention? Oh, that's the that's the one that Ben sings. Yeah, that that one. I don't like that song. I don't like it, but I like the reprise, the slow reprise. I'll have to hit this. I'll have to watch the third one. It's cute. It's like literally in the first like. 10 minutes of the film yes don't they get married in the third one yes and um they do a slow down version of did i mention like the first verse of it mm-hmm. and it ends with and now look what you've done you've got me down on one knee and it's when he proposes Aww, that's cute um yeah i think i like one kiss it's in the third one it's an evie song okay. i like one kiss though okay that's another plot hole but that that's more of a sequel thing but my plot hole in this one is the whole movie, or, like, in the beginning of the movie, Mal is like, hey, like, can I be near the front? Like, I want to soak up all that goodness. And he's like, it's just going to be my parents and girlfriend at the front. But then we get to the actual ceremony, and, like, everyone's at the front. Yeah. Like, Jane is so closer to Mal's boyfriend than Mal than is. Mal? Yeah. <laughs> also... Why didn't the other three villains leave with Maleficent? I don't know. They were redeemed? I don't know. Also, I like the short versions of their coronation dresses way better than the long ones. 
Oh, I love the long ones. I love the long ones, but I like the short ones better. Let me tell you, though. I think I like the Isle of the Lost fashion better than the Oridon prep fashion. Same. The Isle of the Lost is, like, edgy and cool, and the jackets are dope. The jackets are so cool. Okay, I'm sorry, but my least favorite costume in this is Audrey's coronation dress. Oh, right? It's awful. It's so bad. Like, Audrey gets some great costumes in the third one. That is not one of them. Well, in the third one, she gets amazing costumes. Yeah, and her hair is really cute in the third one. Yeah, it looks like cotton candy. I love it. It's like, make it pink, make it blue. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. But they did her dirty in this movie. They did. I don't like <laughs> They her did her real movie. dirty. Well, it's because they're trying to make her the villain of this movie, which makes me really sad because she's really not the villain. The villain is Maleficent. Yeah. But. So you what's know. your favorite moment? Mm, I like Rotten to the Core. Oh, I get too. The dancing is good. The fashion is good. The aesthetics are on point. Isle of the Lost. I just like the Isle of the Lost, I think. Yeah. Um, see, I love Parents Day when Ben is like, hey, I broke up with Audrey. And then, like, he's like, I'm not dating this girl. And his parents are like, oh, who's her parents? He's like, now come over here. And their faces when they go to take the picture. No. I hate that. I, I get love like such I get such bad secondhand embarrassment from that. I feel so bad for Mal. I do too. But like I love like all of that whole moment because like I don't know. It's been actually like learning that like not everyone's gonna agree with his actions as king. Maybe. But then like but then like it that goes into like thing my least favorite moment which is when like audrey's grandma like starts blaming mal for like okay yeah that's stupid i'm sorry grandma no but like yeah like aurora shut the f up man like we don't even get aurora sighted and also they did snow white dirty we see like she's like the reporter oh yeah yeah they did her real dirty Oh, yeah, they did, yeah her they did her real, real dirty. dirty. Yeah. Um, do you see any others? You see, I want to know, like, the extras who their parents are. Right? Like, the one girl in the wheelchair that keeps showing up. Yeah. Who's she? I was like, because she was wearing a lot of yellow, so I was like. Jane? Who are you? Yeah, maybe Jane. Yellow? Who else wears yellow? I don't know. She all, nobody. Nobody. It's like Belle. Belle and Jane. Yeah. So maybe Jane. And there Probably. was this one girl. She was real cute. She had like, you could tell that her mom w- was Ariel. She was always wearing purple and had like red hair. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, she was cute. But yeah, I like, like, I, want I like Mulan's daughter. I like her better in the sequel. I like her dress is the thing. I like her dress. for. The- I like her dress. Her dress is so pretty for the coronation. Yeah. Like the traditional Chinese dress. Yeah, I think that she got the best of the, like, non-Mal and Evie characters. I agree. I agree. I think her fashion was fantastic. I think they killed it with her outfits. Yeah. I did not like her hair short like that, though. No. I liked it better it when cute. they did long. Yeah, me too. But I love her in the second one so much. 
I don't remember what she does in the second one. It's been so long since I've seen it. She she basically becomes more of her mother's daughter in the second one. I remember this now. And my favorite moment in the second one, well, one of my favorite moments, is when she um is like, I want to join the fencing team or whatever team. Yes, I remember this now. And Cinderella's son, who's a total douchebag. Like, He's how a total did Cinder- Chad. How did Cinderella raise her son to be like that? Isn't his name Chad? I think his name is Chad. He is a Chad. But how did Cinderella raise her son to be like that? I think it was the king. I don't think it was Cinderella and the prince. I think they gave him to the king because he acts more like the king than he does like that. Yeah. But, like, him being like, oh, our fencing team can um, consist of this many men and a captain. And she's like, well, if my mom thought that way, we would have lost the war. Yeah. I That's a good moment. love her. But, yeah. What's your least favorite moment? I already mentioned mine. But what's yours? The acapella version of Be Our Guest at Parents' right? Weekend. It's what garbage. Well, Be Our Guest. I hate it. I they hate it. They can sing, it. sing, sing. They can dance, dance, dance. I hate it. It I feels like it. something like Kids Bop would do. Yeah. Anyway. What do you give this DCOM overall score out of 10? Nine. Nine? I love this movie. I give this one like a seven. Yeah. This one's a yearly rewatch for me. Well, oh, the whole like, there's it's a trilogy. Yeah, it's a trilogy plus the new Royal Wedding animated short. I haven't seen it in forever, so like. I haven't seen the animated short. Me neither. I've seen one scene from it, and it made me sad. So. <laughs> so you're all, no. Um, well, it's between Jay, Evie, and Mal, and it's some talking about how they wish Carlos was there. And I saw that. Jay giving, and Jay and Evie giving her the necklace, or the bracelet that has all four of their logos on it. I saw that. That was really sad. Yes, I don't know. Like... Yeah, I was about to spoil what if, but I know you haven't watched the newest episode. It's okay. But yeah, that that episode needed a warning. Also, what is going on with this date? Look at Lemonade Mouse um, year it came out in. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because I thought it came out in like 2009, so I was going to go right, and then it said 2011, and I was like, oh... So, speaking of Lemonade Mouth, That's our do next you want to do one. the synopsis? Sure. Lemonade Mouth tells kids and tweens that building your confidence rocks and finding your destiny rules. The story follows five high school students, Olivia, Mo, Charlie, Stella, and Wynn, who, be- who meet in detention. They realize that they are destined to rock and ultimately form a band that becomes a champion for students sidelined by the high school elite. Yeah. This movie came out in 2011. It was directed by Patricia Riggin, and the cast includes Bridget Mendler as Olivia, Naomi Scott as Mo, Blake Michael as Charlie, Haley Kiyoko as Stella, Adam Hicks as Wen, and Nick Rokes as Scott. Now, this movie is full of, like, some Disney Channel constants. We have Bridget, Bridget Mendler, Naomi Scott, Blake Wait, Michael. What was she in Disney Channel? 
Um, she was in. She wasn't a Disney Channel one, but like ten years later, she was in the Aladdin movie. Yeah, she's Jasmine now. Yeah, like so. Yeah. yeah. So Bridget Mendler, she was in Good Luck Charlie and um, a few other Disney Channel original movies. Yeah. And then we have Naomi Scott, who was just in this movie, and then she was in Aladdin recently. Yes. Um, we have Blake Michael, who was in what was that show? Dog with a Blog. Yeah, he he was the um, he was the oldest brother. Yeah, he was the oldest brother. Yeah, the like DJ was... character, the like yeah. dumb older brother. Yeah, and he was also in like a few other decoms, I think, as like small roles. Yeah. And then Adam Hicks, who was in this, and he was in a few other. I think it like was Minute Disney Men, XD right? shows. No, I don't no. think he was in Minutemen. Hold on. I feel like I keep on being like, Minutemen! No, it wasn't that one, I don't Hold think. On. But he was in this one, and he was in, like, one or two other Disney XD shows, I know for sure. He was in that He was in that skateboarding on. show on up. Disney XD. What was that show called? Zeke and Luther. In- That's what that show was. Zeke and Luther? Yeah, he was in that show. Yeah. Oh, I'm, it's going weird. Um, so, let's see. He was in Zeke and Luther. He was Luther Waffles, so the lead. Mm-hmm. He was in Jonas, the TV show Jonas. He was a recurring role in season two. I don't remember him in Jonas. Okay. His name was Dennis Zimmer, or DZ. Okay. He was in So Random. As when himself. was he on So Random? In an episode that had Bridget Mentler, Adam Hicks, and Haley Kiyoko. Oh, there you go. It was probably an advertisement for, for this, this yeah. Um, he was in Pair of Kings as King Bose. That's what it was. That's what it was. It was Pair of Kings. Okay. He did that show with uh, with uh, Mitchell Musso, right? Girl, I just, I said, hold on. No, it was like, no, it was somebody else. Was it Kyle Massey? Characters. Mitchell Musso as King Brady, Doc Shaw as King Boomer, and Adam Hicks as um, King Bose. That's right. Because Mitchell Musso stopped doing it, and so Adam Hicks replaced Mitchell Musso on that show. Oh. That's what it was. Mitchell Musso was a staple Disney Channel He really was. A lot of these actors were. Yeah. So. Do you want to go on to the fun oh, facts? Um, yeah. There we go. Wait. Um, so there were four schools used to film the scenes in Mesa High. Mm-hmm. In 1990, Mel's lemonade machine was found broken, and they fixed it, so it spat out lemonade cans. Why don't we feel like their fix was just, like, hollow it out and have a guy standing in there? So that way, whenever they, like, push the button, they just I go, I feel Ping. like it was. Like, have you seen, um... The show Prop Culture on Disney Plus. No, I haven't. They literally talk about how they did all the like, um, Fozzie and Kermit driving scenes in the original Muppet movie, and oh it's literally God. like they made like a contraption where he was driving from the trunk, like there was like a camera out so he could see to make sure he wasn't hitting anything, and then the two actors puppeting um Kermit and Fozzie. We're just like lying in the pat, like in the back seat of the car. This is nuts. <laughs> but I feel like yeah, it was pretty much something exactly like that. 
Yeah, probably. I feel like there was just a guy waiting in the machine and they push the button and he just goes, bloop, drops out yeah. a thing for them. And um, then when Stella spits lemonade all over Ray, to make a perfect spit, they had to make a machine. It was placed behind Haley's head. It also wasn't lemonade. It was a green liquid that when it touches skin, it appeared yellow. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It yeah, is. I thought that was, I thought that was really weird. Movie magic is real weird. Real weird. It's yeah. like how in uh, like movies when they need explosives, they don't actually use explosives sometimes. They'll use coffee creamer. Yeah. Or flour. Or flour. Mm-hmm. Or um, just like prop culture has like opened my eyes again with this show, but it has opened my eyes to how they do so many things. They also did a Who Framed Roger Rabbit episode. Ooh, and I it bet that was interesting. And it talked about how like they did the brick wall, like him running through the brick wall at that time. That's cool. At the one moment in the movie. It's a real cool show. They did a Narnia episode, which is why I started watching it. The Narnia episode makes me cry, like, every single time I watch it. Because they brought back the three of the four kid actors. So they brought back three of the four kid actors to um, see their old costumes from the original Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe movie. Mm -hmm. And... Lucy was eight when they filmed the first movie, The Actress Who Plays Her. She was, like, 22. I believe it. At the time of filming this. So, like, it yeah, was pretty and neat they showed her the that. costume, and she was like, oh, my gosh, I was so small. Yeah, she. it was, like, literally, like, a mannequin, like, so small. Yeah, it was cute. I have seen the clip. Yeah. But, so, um, who's your favorite, who's your favorite character? character? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've always loved Mo. Um, her journey in this movie from like striving to be the perfect daughter for her father to becoming a member of the band and a singer for the band with she's so gone i love that song too i think that's my favorite song in this it's the best song yeah i don't gone is definitely the best i'm okay with um determinate i just hate the stupid let's open a lemonade can and drink it dance move that they come up with it's dumb stupid but yeah i'm sorry you'd get bullied if you did that yeah she's so gone is definitely like the best song in the whole movie like undeniably the best song yes we didn't even put a category for that but no because we knew it was the best one yes so what's your favorite moment my favorite moment is when they're at the concert where they're like completely losing the competition like everyone is sick and not able to perform and the audience starts to sing their song with them which like boosts up their confidence i know and then what's his name comes over what's his name scott her boyfriend mo's boyfriend boyfriend. yeah i don't know his name comes over and plays for them and it's so cute yeah it's so cute i love that yeah i have so I know I said that my least favorite moment was the same as your least favorite moment, but I also have one more least favorite moment, and it's that song that, um, that Moe's boyfriend sings with his band, the (gasps) Hey, What, Don't You Wish You Were Us, like, that song is so freaking lame. I know. Don't like that moment at all. I was like, that's weird. Yeah. And my least favorite moment is definitely, like, how many times they break up as a band just to get brought back together by music as though, like, 
tap on the like bars of the jail or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, I'll sing along. And then they're like, hey, why'd we stop becoming friends for like five seconds? Yeah. And like, or like when they all got in that fight and then they just like went to go sing somebody. They were like, oh, we just needed to yeah. sing at somebody's pool. Like, what? What? <laughs> or like when Olivia, um, Olivia's cat dies. That was really sad. Like, that moment, I hate when, in the, like, in the first moment we see him with the cat. Because he's just like, wow, that's an old cat. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> When? <laughs> I and also she's, like, like, over here, like, also, crying over the fact that her cat's dying. Yeah. I also don't like when he's all mad and he gets the black eye from, like, dropping the picture frame and he's, like, blaming it on his stepmom and he's like, it's all her fault. And it's like, dude, she literally isn't even here. How is this her fault? Are you drinking a Capri Sun? <laughs> I call my... Wow, you didn't want to share. Basically, what happened was I bought a bunch of these for my event that I had today as an RA, and no one came to my event. So I now have like 20 Capri Sun or Kool Aid Capri Suns to drink. Amazing. Good. Yeah. Capri Suns are bomb keep going i well, just i was just like what oh okay whatever same anything out of a pouch is good yeah um i had two people show up not no one but i but still two i have 40 residents one of them wasn't even mine that showed up oh <laughs> it's fine i chose a really weird time for it oh okay anyway um anyway sorry i got distracted i was like is that a capri sun I haven't had a Capri Sun in forever. Maybe I should get some this weekend. Maybe I will. Oh, and I go to the grocery store tomorrow. Here you go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I wish. I anyway. Do. But yeah, that is. I also hate that. How they just kind of like break up and get back together and break up and get back together and break up and get back together. And like they fight and then they get back together. And you're like, oh my god. Either yeah. break up or don't. <laughs> I also... So Charlie, that's his name, right? The, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Charlie, that's his name, right? Yeah. I love how, like, unlike, like, everyone else's problems are, like, pretty valid. And then he's like, I can't play soccer. I know. Like, Olivia's mom is dead and her dad is in jail. Yeah. Which that's never explained. No, Yeah. And she lives with her grandmother. Yeah. Stella um, doesn't feel like she belongs in her family because she's adopted. Because, yeah. And also, like, everyone's a genius. Yeah. And then, like, Moe's dad Mo is, like, wants to be the actually daughter. really terrible to her. Huh? Moe wants to be the perfect daughter for her dad, who's, like, a jerk. Oh, total jerk. Um, and then, then Wynn's dad is dating a college student. Uh, 
I don't know. That one's a little. Eh. That the guy's problems also... seem a little less important than the girls. Problems. Than the girls, yeah, yeah. Especially because she's only doing one class and it's a photography class. Yeah, it's not like she. It doesn't sound like she's like an actual it's... college student. It sounds like she's an adult going back to college. She's just taking classes at the community college. Yeah, yeah. But like Quinn's like, you're dating a college girl. Yeah, and. Like, I'm no, like, it would be one thing if she's a freshman in college and... But, like, she looks like a grown woman going back to college to take yeah. a class or two to try something new, you know? And I have plenty of people at my school who are, like, in, oh. like they're adults going back to college. Same. I remember back when I was a criminology major before I switched to business, there was a 40-year-old person in my intro class. Yeah. And it yeah. totally happens. Like, there are people who are, like, they took this job, like, at the beginning of their life, like, or at, like as our age, because they needed the money for it, and they've just stuck with it their whole life, and now they want to do something new because they never actually really wanted that job. Yeah. Right? Or they got a degree because they thought that's what was going to get the money, but it, it gets the money, but they're not happy, right? And so they go back to school for whatever reason, you know? So I think, I don't know. Yeah, I don't like the boys problems the girls problems are definitely i never really liked when in general i just thought he was like a jerk character i thought he was a throwaway character i don't like him as a character yeah honestly it should have just been a trio like a girl group yeah Yeah. (laughs) also what kind of name is when yeah wait yeah what kind of name is that though when i like looked up um his actor adam hicks yeah. It was, uh, it, it had, like, a full name, and I was I'm sure it's short for, like, Wendell or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's Wendell Gifford is his character's yeah. name. Yeah, but still, okay, lame. <laughs> That's a lame name. You see, whereas, like, I don't have a problem with it, and it's probably because I'm a fan of Kingdom Keepers, where one of the characters' first name is Finnegan, and they call him Finn. That's a normal name. I don't know any Finnegans. I also don't know any Wendells, but... Yeah, I feel like those are outdated names. Yeah. I feel like Finn is a regular name. Yeah. Finnegan, not so much. Yeah. But all of the characters in that book are weird, like, name-wise. The, like, computer science guy in their group is literally named Dell. No way. His first name is Dell. Oh gosh, that's awful. But they call him Philby, which is his last name. A lot of there's only like one character in Kingdom Keepers that doesn't go by a nickname of the main mm-hmm. five, and it's Charlene. But all the boys call her Charlie, so like I picked up calling her Charlie too. Yeah. So, anyway. but like, yeah, it's Terrence Maybeck who goes by Maybeck. Del Philby, who goes by Philby, Finnegan Whitman, who goes by Finn, Isabella Antulo, who goes by Willa, and Charlene Turner, who goes by Charlene. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. So what would you give this DCOM overall out of 10? I think a 9. I had a 9.5, but I realized how many problems I have with the guys. Just now. Yeah. I think I'm going to drop my score to an 8 because of that. I just have, there's just too many little things that I'm like, mm, this doesn't add up. I don't like that, you know? Yeah. <sighs> okay. 
The next one is another one I have never seen until last night. Really? Yeah. You it was had on never all seen the Wendy time. Wu, Homecoming Warrior? It was on all the time. I just never yes. really watched it. That that was another one that was always on on the East Coast. All the time. This one was on a lot. I just never watched it. Yes. So, Wendy Wu is a teenager who seems to have a perfect life. She's beautiful, popular, and one of the two candidates to be voted for Homecoming Queen. However, her life has changed when Shen, a monk from China, imparts to her the shocking truth about herself. She is a reincarnated Yin warrior whose destiny is to battle the evil Yan Lo. Yes. And it and came this- out in 2006 and was directed by John Lang. And the cast includes Brenda Song as Wendy Wu, Shen Koyamata as Shen, um, Justin Chan as Peter Wu, Susan Chong as Nina Wu, Sai Chen as Grandma Wu, Ellen Wuglom as Jessica Dawson, and Andy Fisher Price as Austin. Mm-hmm. A lot and of those names are difficult for me. I know. Let me just say really quick, Brenda Song's hair in this movie was so good. It's so good. Her hair is so good. Like, so good. And what? So this movie came out, what did we say, in 2006? Was Mm -hmm. Sweet Life? This was, like, this was, like, two years into Sweet Life. Okay. Didn't realize Sweet Life I think this was was probably two years into Sweet Life. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe a year. Hold on. Because, actually... Yeah, it started um, March 18th of 2005. Yeah, because, um, actually, when they started making this movie, they wanted Brenda Song to approach um, the character of Wendy, similar to London Tipton, and she said no. Yeah. She said she wasn't going to do that. That was smart. Yeah. That was smart. I... That's a fun fact for (laughs) y'all. Yeah, another, um, our other two fun facts is Brenda Song's martial arts in this movie are all real. Mm -hmm. She has a black belt in Taekwondo. Yeah. And one of the reasons why Brenda Song accepted the role of Wendy Wu was because the work contract included the launch of a line of Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior dolls released exclusively in Malaysia, Japan, and South America by Bondi the sponsor of the movie in Japan. And Song was so said that she was so happy that girls could play with her doll. Yeah. Which was, like, really sweet. So sweet. So who's yeah. your favorite character? The grandma. Dude, I love her. She's so funny, and she's so sassy, and she talks about, like, she reminds me of my grandma, I think. I think that's just why I like her. I just love her so much. I like her a lot, Yeah. And she always talks about, like, she's, she watches her soap operas, and, and the dad goes, like, why don't you watch something we can all watch? And she's like, okay. Or he says, why don't you watch something American so we can all listen to it? And she goes, okay, I'll watch the Spanish ones. <laughs> Just, like, so sassy. I love what about her. You? Um, I love Wendy Wu so yeah. much. I also like um, Shen. Yeah, Shen's He's pretty great. cool. Yeah. I liked this movie a lot. It was really good. Yeah. So, what's your favorite moment? What's your favorite moment? Oh. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love when Wendy like dumps Austin and also Oh my the final... gosh, why was she dating him? Right? Okay, am I the jerk. only one who thought he was gay the whole time? I was sitting there and I was like, oh, gay. Oh, he's gay. Oh, for sure gay. And then she broke up with him and I was like, I was like, bye. Did you see me? Yes. He definitely came out like in college. Oh, for sure. When he was walking around with his shirt like unbuttoned to like the middle of his freaking oh, shirt. Yeah. I was like, come on. And then he was all, he was all, I told you to wear the peach colored shirt. I was like, oh, that is a hundred percent. He's gay. I know. I'm like. hundred percent. Dude, dude, stop. Yeah. Who are you kidding, man? Um. Yeah. I also really love in the final battle when like she goes to rescue Shen and they were like, we needed you here like yesterday. I love that moment too. No, my favorite is the training montage, like the first one, mm-hmm. at when Shen promises to tutor Wendy and Wendy to, to train under Shen. And she just, like, is on her phone and, like, eating the chips while she's doing the moves. <laughs> I was yes. like, that's me! I was like, wow, I've never related to a DCOM character more in my life. I definitely have, and we'll get there. Our next one? Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there. Okay. So what's your least favorite moment? That's hard. Um. Trying to think. I think I have to agree with you. When Wendy's yeah. being like, just like Corey, or whatever his name is. I, I always think of him as Corey in the house from like that show. Yeah. And Corey Baxter from That's So Raven. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, um. When I was talking to Sean, I was literally like, Corey in the house. Yeah. What's his, shoot, what's his name in that movie? We just talked about it. Um, Um, (laughs) We're great. Calvin. 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 Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I don't like when the, the main characters in these are jerks. Yeah. She was like such a jerk. And then I was like, okay, first of all. Why, what is your problem with Jessica? I was like, she seems to have, be doing nothing wrong. And then, like, her, like, not-so-nice side came out, and I was like, okay, I get it now. Yeah, I, I love her in the beginning, though, like, when she's, like, whatever her brother's name is. Peter? Peter. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But she's like, Peter, don't eat that. And she throws the lipstick, the lipstick and it breaks the him. cookie in half. I know. And then he eats it anyway. I don't know. She's... Also, I did not realize that Justin Chan was in this movie until I saw it. And the only reason I bring that up is because I don't know if you ever watched. Did you remember watching Ryan Higa like on YouTube, like when he was super popular way back in the day? No. Okay. Well, Justin Chan and Ryan Higa used to be close. Well, friends used to be friends. And he like did videos with them and like he was friends with them. And so like every time I see Justin Chan in a movie, I get excited because I'm like, that's Ryan Higa's friend. Even though he was clearly an actor for a long time, probably, I mean, they were probably friends for longer, but, like, I had never seen him in anything until, like, after I had realized that they were friends. So I was like, hmm. Yep. So what'd you rate this movie? Nine out of ten. Same. Nine out of ten. Also, I know you have it in your notes, but okay, Yoda. Right? (laughs) 
<laughs> I was like, what? I, started, I love she was her. Like, okay, Yoda, I've had enough sci-fi, or I've had enough Star Wars for one day. I also love, yeah. I also love when she's trying to get people to help her clean up the mess from the cupcakes. And the grandma goes, you're a mess. You're you a mess. clean. You clean. <laughs> and she slams the door. I love the grandma. The grandma is so sassy. I love her. And then, and then yeah. I thought it was really sweet when like Shen was outside meditating and she like brought him a blanket and like wrapped him up with it and like. Same. And then she took the medallion and went to go put it on Wendy. I just, I love her. I love her. Yeah. And then she brought her the dress. Oh my gosh, that dress though. So good. So good. So good. Yeah. And I noticed that like at the beginning, you can really tell they tried to make her very London Tipton. Yeah. Which that annoyed me. But yeah. That's it for that one. So, your favorite. Not my which favorite. Which I had never seen before until last night. Not one, not my favorite, but definitely up there. Okay. So. Actually, I like you talking about it. It might be my new favorite. It might be my favorite. But. Honestly, so th- I was, like, really, like, intrigued. It's so good, though, right? Yes. It's so good. <laughs> so. This next one is motocrossed. Andrew is a red hot motocross rider, and he's just about to enter a championship race that might get him a corporate sponsorship when he, he doesn't actually break his leg. He hurts his leg. Yeah, he hurts his leg. Yeah. So his twin sister, Andrea, decides to impersonate him so that he won't miss out on his big chance, but not everything goes according to plan. It came out in 2001. It was directed by Steve Boyum. The cast includes Alana Austin as Andrea Carson, Riley Smith as Dean Talon, Scott Tara as Jason Carson, Trevor O'Brien as Andrew Carson, Timothy Carhart as Edward Carson, Mary Margaret Humes as Geneva Carson, and Michael Cuneo as Rene Cartier. So some fun facts about this movie are to gain some credibility among real-world white writers – Disney cast some well-known professional bikers, including, but not limited to, Travis Pastorana, Steve Lamson, and Jeremy McGrath. Um, most, if not all, of this movie was filmed on location in San Diego, California. Ay. Um, and the working title for this movie was The Twelfth Lap. Um, and that's because this movie's plot is based upon uh, Shakespeare's Twelfth Night. Which you know is funny? Is on Monday, um, we finished, in my Intro to Shakespeare class I'm taking, we literally just finished reading Twelfth Night on Monday, yeah. and then I watched it Wednesday night. And you were like, oh, I see it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is very Twelfth Night. Yeah. It's because it's based off Twelfth Night. I know. It's like She's the Man. This was like She's yeah. the Man before She's the Man came out. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, what was the other... Um, I don't know if you know about the musical All Shook Up, but that's also a Twelfth Night. Yes, I did know that one. Yeah. Yeah. My sister just did that at her high school last year. Oh, cute. And I text her, like, ten minutes into me reading it. I was like, hey, this might be a weird question to ask at, like, 10 p.m., but is All Shook Up based on Twelfth Night? (laughs) And she was like, yeah. 
She's like, yeah, Emma. It's like, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. So who's your favorite character? Andy, 100%. She is I living out her. my dreams. I love her. The only thing I don't like, I really don't like her with the short hair. I mean, it works for Same. playing her brother, but like for me, it was kind of funky seeing her with like, it just doesn't work with her face, you know? She doesn't have a yeah. face for short hair. So like it doesn't really work when she's wearing like her skirt and like tank top. It's like, I was like, ooh. Yeah. That's the only thing I don't like. But like, I think she's great. I love Andy. I think she's fantastic. 100% Same. my favorite. Um, so what's, what's your, your favorite, favorite moment? moment? Oh. <laughs> I want to hear yours first. So when Jason asked the mom why she won't let Andy compete in the conversation, being like, my teacher just taught us in school that girls can do anything guys can do. Him being a little feminist in 2001 was amazing. I wrote in my notes, go feminism, Jason. I know. I saw it. I was like, yes, I love you. I love you, sir. Yes. Also in my notes, I wrote, clearly they weren't expecting twins. One is Andrew. One is Andrea. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, they weren't. Pro- they probably weren't expecting twins, so they said same name for both of them. Yeah, but um, my favorite moment is when it's revealed that she's a girl, and then they get the whole team a sponsorship, and then when Andy and her mom do all the races, like just the two of them, I love that. I know. I also love how all the girls keep on going to Andy's mom for like, right nail to do their nails and then all the guys are like i don't get it what's with andy why is he what's with the new what's with carter why has he got all the chicks at his booth and then they all try to talk to her, talk to her about like getting with girls and she's just like i just understand them i guess and it's like you have no idea <laughs> her with the perfume right <laughs> oh, i love her so many good moments So what's your least favorite moment? Anything with icky Renee. I hate Renee. Same. He's so icky. Don't like him. Same. Also, the dad is also an the absolute father. jerk. Absolutely yes. a jerk. The whole movie to Andy. And I hate it. He's a jerk in the middle. He's a jerk in the beginning. He's a jerk in the end. I just... Mm, mm. The only time Same. he's happy for her is when she got the team a sponsorship. And that's because it benefits the team. Not like... Mm, I don't know. Yeah. I don't like him. They were definitely not expecting a girl. Absolutely not. But I always say, I think I think the reason that this movie like resonates so well with me is because I always wanted to ride motorcycles as a kid. Because my brothers and I, like, okay, we have a house in Arizona. And my brothers, when we would go in the winter, they would always get to ride motorcycles. And I always wanted to ride motorcycles with the guys. And my mom always said, no, it was too dangerous because I was a girl. And I always, always wanted to ride the motorcycles. And I don't know. I think there's still a part of me that's like, I want to ride. I want to ride dirt bikes. I like, I love being a girly girl and I love dresses and getting my hair done and like doing my makeup. But I also love like this kind of stuff. Same. You know, I like, I also am like such a, like, (laughs) I'm like such a dynamic person. (laughs) I guess every person is a (laughs) dynamic person. But like. We're you not know, like other girls. We're not. I like I like boy things. <laughs> no, but like you know, I always wanted to ride motorcycles. I was only allowed to ride an ATV once. I rode okay. it once when I was like twelve, 
Um, I rode it once and then I got stuck going up a hill and then I slid back down and my mom freaked out and I was never able to ride it again. Oh. Yeah. Plus the registration on it wasn't paid. And so, yeah, we had like, yeah, it was just, I, I never really got to do it. And it made me really yeah. sad. And I always wanted to do that. And so I think, I think part of the reason that I love this movie so much is because I just want to be Andy. Same. Okay. Um. Also, I have in my notes. Now our last at five one, minutes and 25 seconds. Recent, right? There is a sex joke. Okay. So at five minutes and 25 seconds, Andy and Andrew make a sex joke yeah yeah because their parents go oh we're going away tomorrow we'll be back tomorrow uh, we'll be back on thursday and they're like for the whole night and they're like yeah and then they look at each other and they're like how gross is that and i was like oh my gosh <laughs> do you mean hocus pocus you do realize we're covering that movie next week i know i know i know but still i was like this is this is strange. You don't see that really anymore. That's very like that's very much a like '90s and early 2000s thing. I mean, this movie did come yeah. out in 2001, so. I mean, um, even Shrek. Yeah. He's compensating for something. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. I love that the little brother is the take things apart kid. Same. Right? Like, everybody always knew that one kid who had to take things apart to, like, put them back together again and figure out how they worked. Yeah. I love that he's the take things apart kid. Same. Um, and then I asked is, oh, what's the shop guy's name? I don't know, but I didn't like him. I don't either. And I asked, I says, I said, is it dumb? Is he dumb because he's a motocross guy? Or is he dumb because it's California? Both. Both. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else do I have? Oh, oh. When, when Jason goes, you think anyone in France misses him? I started dying laughing. Same. <laughs> I was laughing out loud so hard. And then also after that, when Jason said he needed to hurl instead of eating dinner with, with them. Also, why did the dad let him sleep in her bedroom? Right? That's weird. The dad yeah. is weird. I don't like the dad. I was like, okay, dad, what are you doing? Yeah. You do not know this guy. Yeah. Like, come on. I also really love the reveal at the end of the movie when they realize that the, like, company is owned by a woman and she's, like, the head <gasps> of parts or something Same. like that. Right? Same. I think for 2001, this movie was so feminist. Very I low. love this movie. Yes. Same. I love this movie so much. So I give this movie 9.7 out of 10, minus 0.3 for the dad. I give this movie a 9 out of 10. Because of the dad, huh? Yeah. The dad ruins it. It would be perfect without the dad. Yeah. But, you know, then she wouldn't have anything to prove and blah, 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 whatever. So our last movie. Yep. Is Teen Beach Movie. Yep. Is that the newest one on our list? No. no. The newest one is Descendants. Descendants. Yeah. Okay. Wow. It feels like Teen Beach Movie came out after Descendants. I know. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So the plot synopsis for Team Beach Movie is Life is a Dream for Brady and uh, Mac. I'm not going to say Mackenzie. It's Mac. It is Mac. Um, in the water and on the beach. Two surfer lovers who enjoy the water and to surf. It's a paradise until Brady finds out Mac is moving away to go to a new school. But when Mac finds out that there's going to be 50-foot waves the next day, she tends to surf one last time before she's gone forever. But things tend to take a turn. Brady and Mac get wiped out and end up in a 60s beach turf war movie. And in order to get home, they're going to have to wait until the movie is over. But when they accidentally change the movie, they're going to have to get the movie back on track before they get stuck in the movie forever. Yep. It came out in 2013. It was directed by Jeffrey Hornaday. So it was directed by Jeffrey Hornaday. um, And the cast includes uh, Ross Lynch as Brady, Maya Mitchell as Mac, Grace Phipps as Layla, Garrett Clayton as Tanner. Also, what a TikTok icon Garrett Clayton is right now. Oh, yeah. Like, half of them are. Um, her, um, him and Molly Gray, who plays Giggles. Yeah, Kent Boyd, as who played Rascal. Molly Gray, who played Giggles. And Garrett Clayton, who played Tanner. All three of them are, like, besties, and they're TikTok icons, and I love it. I love them so much. And yeah. they're now friends with Jojo Siwa. I know! <laughs> so cute. And then John DeLuca played Butchie, Chrissy Fitt played Chi-Chi, Jordan Fisher <gasps> as Seacat. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love him. Um, Molly Gray as Giggles, Kent Boyd as Rascal, Jessica Lee Keller as Struts, Barry Boskowitz as Big Papa, and our boy Kevin Chamberlain as Dr. Fusion. I love yes. Kevin Chamberlain. <laughs> Same. We we love Kevin Chamberlain in this household. Go back to our we really do episode where we just love him. Gush about how adorable he is. I love him. Ugh, yes. He's like, he's like, he's like the uncle everyone needs. Some fun facts about this movie are that Kent Boyd, Molly Gray, and Ross Lynch were all on So You Think You Can Dance. And the other fun fact is that prior to the opening credits at the premiere of Teen Beach. Um, it included a dedication to Beach Party film legend and original Mouseketeer Annette Funicello, who passed away the same year as Teen Beach Movies premiere following a long, valiant battle against mul- multiple sclerosis. The dedication read, in memory of Disney legend Annette Fun- Funicello, the world's most beloved beach movie star. Yep, I love Annette so much. Yeah. There's, um, at Disney's Hollywood Studios, they have, a, um, an exhibit called One Man's Dream, and it has, like, mm-hmm. a little part of an interview with Walt, with Annette, because she's like, I want to change my name, and Walt, like, sits down with her, and is like, no, don't change your name, like, your name's perfect, everyone loves you, and it's so yeah. cute. Who's your favorite character? Mac and Layla. Can't decide between both of them, but I love them both. Mine's Layla for sure, hundred percent. I want her pink leather jacket. Oh my gosh, same. It's so cute. Yes. Also, I have I have a few swimsuits that look like swimsuits she would wear, and I love it so much. My sister dressed up as Layla, like her like red and white shirt with the black jacket. It's yes. Layla that wears it, right? Yeah. Yeah. My sister dressed Wait, up no, as that. Wait, no, she doesn't wear the black jacket. That's Chi Chi. 
No, then it was Mac. Mac's outfit when they dress her all up. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, no. She wore a Halloween costume that was Mac, I think, and it was her um, leather jacket outfit. That's cute. Yeah, for Halloween one year. Yeah. Speaking of leather jackets, Cruising for Bruising is my favorite. I like Fallen Freya. I think Fallen Freya is kind of annoying. I do, too. I like Fallen Freya. <laughs> I think it's cute, but I think it's kind of annoying. I love Cruising for a Bruising. I think it's a classic. I think it's like... Well, my favorite moment is another one of my favorite songs, so I'm like trying not to choose that one. Yeah. I feel like... Okay, here's the thing. I feel like Cruising for Bruising is very Grease Lightning, and Grease Lightning is yeah. my favorite song in Grease. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's why. Whereas my favorite song in Greece is um, Summer Nights, which is kind of like the uh, Like Me song yeah. going into favorite moments. Yeah. I do so, yeah. like I do like Summer Nights. I like all of Greece. I do too. I just need to listen my dad to a record was, for Greece again. When my dad was in high school, he was in his school's production of Greece, and he was the one that sings Grease Lightning of the like birds. Yeah. I love that. Well, in the movie, it's Danny. It's In the movie, it's in Danny, the movie, which it's is Danny. why I always forget. But in the musical, in the it's Kinnicky. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's a great home video, watching my dad Oh, perform. I bet. <laughs> I love I love Grease Lightning when they do the, at the very beginning, when Kinnicky does the, keep talking, well, keep talking. Keep talking. I love that. <laughs> Same. I remember him telling me a story of the director she uh, um, of his school like sh- show. She was like, I wish we had cast you as Danny instead of who they did. No. <laughs> because the guy that they did cast looks like John Travolta. Danny in the movie. Yeah, yeah, John Travolta. So they cast him. Of course. But he wasn't the best singer for the role. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that so, happened like, the a director lot. fully like went. I wish I had cast you. Yeah. <laughs> My dad. So what's your favorite moment? I like at the beginning when Brady and the grandpa are watching the movie. And it's so cute. And they're like being total geeks. I'm like, me too. It. That's what this podcast is. That's literally is. what exactly. we do. <laughs> yeah. So I really love that. I'm like, oh, it's so cute. Yeah. So what's your least favorite moment? <laughs> the whole B-plot with the villains from What's Head Story can go. Yeah. I don't like it Especially when they become when they self-aware. Become yeah. Yeah. And then, like, he, like, twists his mustache and it falls off. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Yeah, it's, it's weird. Also, what the, another least favorite moment is something that has to do with the sequel. Mm-hmm. Where, like, this one has an in credit scene of, like, all of them ending up. On the beach in yeah. our time. Yeah. Then they fully rewrite that for the sequel, and it's just um, Layla and Tanner. I know, but it's supposed to be all of them. It's supposed to be, well, it, yeah. at least the main group. So it's supposed to be Butchie, Layla, Tanner, Rascal, Giggles, Chi-Chi. I think that's it. And Seacat. And Struts, and Struts, I think. Yeah. Don't forget about Seacat. I love Seacat. I love Seacat. 
I like, okay, oh, 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 the other song I like is the introduction to all the surfers when they do the, I'm Giggles, Rathgull, yeah. <laughs> that whole That's thing. very, um, Hairspray? The Courtney Collin kids. Yeah. In Hairspray, yeah. I love that, the whole introduction thing. I think that's cute, too. But yeah, I love Seacat. I like him in the sequel a lot more, too, because they actually let Jordan Fisher sing. Yes! Because, like, who thought that giving Jordan Fisher a role and not letting him sing was a good idea? Also, oh, no. Also, okay, Jordan Fisher in the, um, in the Do You Want to Build a Snowman Disney Channel Stars cover yes. is so good. <laughs> yes. Like, he, I he saw a TikTok, and I meant it. to send it to you today, of him singing Dear Evan Hansen, but if it was, like, an indie rock band. I and he sounded that. so good. It was waving through a window, and it was so good. Okay, speaking of Dear Evan Hansen, really quick, I just saw the trailer for it. Ben Platt looks old. Yeah, I'm literally, so my university is doing, like, a free premiere of it tomorrow night. I'm going to it just so I can hate watch it. I know. Ben Platt looks old, and every review I've seen of the movie says that they take away any redemption for him that they put in the musical. Yeah, because they got rid of Good For You. Yeah, they got rid of Good For You, and they got rid of World Words Fail, and they got rid of, like, a They got rid of Words Fail? I think so. I think they just turned it into, like, a few lines. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on this, because I saw this TikTok once, like, two weeks ago. But, like, (laughs) maybe it wasn't two weeks ago. I'm looking up the soundtrack. Though, I love the actress that they got for Alana, so, like, she's the only reason I'm not, like, fully hate-watching it. Yeah. I mean, she but, the thing is, but the thing is, like, they took out they didn't any... Get wor- they didn't get rid of Words Fail. Oh, okay. There you go. I'm looking at this. I'm but they got rid of Good For You, and they... They got I rid heard... of um, um, Anybody Got a Map, the Anybody mom got a song. Got a Map, and How to Break in a Glove. That one can go. But that one's such a... That's such a pivotal moment for him. True. It's such a redemptive moment. They need that for him. I know the song is kind of boring. It's always the obligatory, like dad or the partner dad song. song also why did they make the dad a stepdad yeah no and they um, i don't know i just don't think ben platt was right for the role they also I got think, rid of disappear mm-hmm. i think i think hear me out andrew barth feldman should have played him in the movie that's what i've been saying all along andrew i am barth mad feldman. andrew barth feldman is our age he, he's a year younger. A year younger. Okay. Technically. Still. He's our but age. Still. Yeah. Like, um, he would have been perfect. Yes. And he's perfect in High School Musical, the musical series, even though he, they don't give him any chance to actually, like, perform in that. But he's amazing. Also, High School Musical, the musical series, while we're on Dear Evan Hansen, had three Dear Evan Hansen actors in it. All that had played Evan Hansen at some point. Including Jordan Fisher. And now we're back into... Movie. Nice. Very good segue. Nice job. Thanks. That was good. Thanks. He played. I I don't like his character. I like literally was texting um Sean and like I hate Jordan Fisher's character in this. Like I don't even know the character's name. I'm just mad at Jordan Fisher in High School Musical the Musical series season two. Okay. He ru- He tr- He almost ruins my favorite relationship in that show. Uh oh. In like the five seconds he's on state or on screen, because his his character's sister finally is like go about to go on the date a date with this one guy, and he stops the like one guy like during intermission or whatever, 
of their show. And he's like, hey, thanks for being such a great big older brother figure to my sister. He did. And, like, he did. And I yelled at him. It was, like, three in the morning. I yelled at my computer (laughs) when I watched it. Okay. I don't like Jordan Fisher in that show. But you do like him in Teen Beach Movie. I love him in Teen Beach. I love him in everything he's in except for High School Musical, the musical series. I hope he gets a redemption arc in the third season that was just announced like two days ago. Well, there we go. Back to Teen Beach Movie. (laughs) What would you give it overall out of ten? Eight and a half. I think I put eight, but I think I'm going to go with you. I think I'm going to give it an eight and a half. Yeah. I'm going to give it eight and a half. Honestly, if the B-plot was gone, it would be up there with a perfect rating. Mm, I don't think it'd be perfect. Maybe not perfect, but like a nine and a half. I'd probably give it a nine. Yeah. But yeah. I think we should wrap this up. What about you? I think so, too. So we'll see you in the outro. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Fan Fatales. Gabby, would you like to tell our lovely audience what we will be chatting about next week? Yes, I'm so stinking excited because next week we're starting our month-long Halloween adventure. And to kick it all off, we are going to cover our, I don't want to call it kids Halloween movies, but they're like spooky movies that aren't scary. That are G and PG rated. Yeah. So that's going to be Charlie Brown, The Great Pumpkin, Spookly the Square Pumpkin, which is amazing, uh, Twitches, Halloween Town, Hocus Pocus, and Corpse Bride. Yep, and remember to subscribe to to us wherever you get your podcasts. We are on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and subscribe to us on our YouTube. Please leave us a review and comment down below and tell us what you thought of the show. And remember to follow us on Instagram at FanFatalesPod for the latest updates and to possibly be featured in a future episode, especially with our Halloween spectacular, spooktacular yes. coming up. There we go. That's what we're calling it. Our Halloween spooktacular month. There we go. Um, especially with that coming up, there's going to be lots of polls and lots of questions. So go follow us there oh, yeah. to get in on that action. So yeah. Emma, where can the people find you on social media? So my Instagram and TikTok are both Sniffy Emma, which is S-N-I-P-P-Y-E-M-M-A. What about you, Gabs? I'm at Gabby Gent on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. That's G-A-B-Y-J-E-N-T. Our music is by our amazing friend, Maddie Macon. And our editing is by the amazing and wonderful Kara Linsmeyer. As always, thanks for tuning in. Bye! Bye! The views expressed in this episode are expressly our own and do not reflect the brand or the company they're about. Mm-hmm.